Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at stlukegarland.org. Now, get ready for the word. Lord, I love you more than anything. Thank you to our St. Luke Praise Team for leading us in that worship experience. Listen, church family, I wanted to share with you that beginning this Tuesday at 7 p.m., we'll begin our Tuesday night conversations with Pastor Amos and I. We're so excited to begin this midweek worship experience where you can join us at the St. Luke Garland Facebook page and on our YouTube channel by searching St. Luke Garland, where there we'll be able to converse with you, chat back with you, and engage in dialogue about what is going on in our nation and expound upon uh, some of the things that we have preached about on Sunday mornings, as well as share with you what God has placed on our heart to share with you beyond the Sunday morning worship experience. And so we're inviting you to mark your calendars and join us Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. And then as an overall reminder, we want to invite you to the 10th District Virtual Founders Day, which will take place February the 11th through the 13th. And there you can watch the 10th District AME Facebook page and YouTube channel where we'll be able uh, to uh, experience worship services and praycation all throughout the weekend uh, and join the district in celebrating the Founders Day of the AME Church. And so uh, as we go into uh, the word of the Lord, I am excited to be before you this week as the Lord has given us a word uh, that is going to stretch us in uh, this ending of the series forward. And so uh, the title of my sermon this morning is going to be Go Forward, The Pursuit of Perspective. Let us pray. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, we ask you to bless this preaching moment. Lord, I pray, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, I pray that you open up our ears and open up our hearts to receive this, your word. It is in Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Listen, all month long, we have been uh, sharing with you the vision and mission of St. Luke Garland. And uh, Pastor Amos had begun our series with Move Forward after we shared with you the vision of this house. That vision is know, sow, grow, and go. St. Luke Garland, we're going to be known to be the church that will be the environment where persons can come to know God, 
and those who know God can create a stronger relationship with them, with him. And we're going to be known for our generosity through our sowing and our giving. And then we're going to grow through small groups and revitalization of our ministries and our auxiliaries. And then we're going to go. We're going to go out into our communities and do outreach and create disciples and create a worship experience for all in the 21st century. And so I want want you to go ahead and hold that in your heart that St. Luke Garland is the church where we're standing on the foundation of know, sow, grow and go. This morning, I want to go ahead further into our series because God laid it on my heart. Sometimes the reason why we can't just take off running with the vision is because of our perspective. The wrong perspective can have you tear down an idea, vision if you will, even before it leaves the gate or get off the ground. The wrong perspective won't allow you to move forward because you can't see the sunshine after it has been raining and raining. And there's one thing this season has taught us is that sometimes uh, there's no such thing as one issue at a time. Sometimes there's storm, after storm. Sometimes there is issue after issue, but it's the difference in our perspective that will help us see that sometimes storms come to clear the pathway forward. In your personal life, the wrong perspective can have you stuck in the comparison game. And we all know that comparison is the thief of joy. It can have you ask, how come they became so successful and I'm still stuck right where I am? How come my hard, hard effort didn't pay off the way that I expected it to? Would it have you second guess your contributions and feel as though what you contribute, your efforts, your ideas, your expertise are not warranted or appreciated? The wrong perspective can change a molehill into a mountain. The wrong perspective won't allow you to celebrate the wins that you have, even the little ones. The wrong perspective can cause you to feel like you have nothing, nothing left, nothing to gain, nothing to give, nothing to sow, nothing to improve upon, nothing to show for, and nothing to pray for. And that perspective can be toxic and permeate every avenue of your life. So this morning, I am encouraging you to go forward with the right perspective. Our scripture for this morning will come from the second, uh, from the book of second Kings, the fourth chapter, verses one through seven. The New Living Translation, it says this, one day the widow of a member The group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha said, tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing at all except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said to her, borrow as many jars as you can from your friends and 
neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her. She filled one after another, and soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. You see, life is a matter of perspective. The difference between faith filled you and frustrated you is all dependent upon perspective. Perspective is the capacity to view things in their true relations or relative importance. It is the interrelation in which a subject or its parts are mentally viewed. In other words, perspective is putting things in their proper place. Perspective controls everything. Not putting things in proper perspective can be the difference between feeling lost or feeling annoyed or overwhelmed or spiritually exhausted. It can mean that you're going to be reactive instead of being proactive. Our perspective will either become our prison or our passport. How we view the events that have happened in our life can either imprison us or it can be a passport giving us a clearance to the next part of the journey. It can either hold us back or it can propel us to go forward. Perspective can be the difference between seeing 2021 as a new year for new opportunities and new experiences, or it can, you can view it as seeing 2021 as 2020 2.0. The wrong perspective can keep you captive in the results of the past, past hurts and past mistakes and past missteps and past disappointments. The, the wrong perspective doesn't give you the grace to see the things have changed, that someone has changed with the expectation uh, that others have to recognize that same growth in you. It's easy to get caught up and not even realize that our response to things, our response to people and situations can be informed by your perspective. You cannot change the past, but you can change your perspective. It, it may not have worked out in the past. Relationships may not have worked out for you in the past, but now your perspective has changed to believe that no relationship will work out for you. Uh, group projects may not have been your thing in school. And now your perspective is that you don't want to be on any team in the future. Tasks when delegated were never done the way that you would like them to be done. And so now your perspective is, is that if you don't do them, uh, they won't be done the way in which you expect them to be done. Uh-huh. You had one bad experience that one time and now your perspective is that you will never try again. That that's it for you. Uh, you won't do that same thing again in the future. Or let's talk about this collective trauma that we're experiencing uh, as coronavirus and going through this global pandemic together. 
For some of us, it has presented a change in our perspective that nothing is going to go back to the way in which it was. And we view that with the grief and the wrong perspective. It's easy to lose focus and fix your eyes on what is no longer available. It is easy to fixate on what will never be the same and be imprisoned by the overwhelming thought of what it will take to get back some sense of normalcy. But might I ask you a question this morning? What have you gained going through this coronavirus season? Was your first uh, instinctual response to say nothing like the widow in our scripture this morning? Have you paused long enough from the noise to seriously evaluate what might have been gained from having to do things differently, from having to go 100 percent online, from having to try new ways to engage in social media and technology, from the time spent with homeschooling your children, with the time spent with utilizing more efficient ways and creative ways to access food and resources and the need that was now being met in a different way, how you've had to pivot and still found success in doing things differently. Or have your eyes been so fixated on the stress, the worry, the news, the lack of clarity and the unknowing of when this season might truly be over and when we can go back to normal, that your perspective has now changed. Typically, when you're experiencing something that feels like a bad situation, it stirs up all those bad feelings that we have felt before in the past. It's why in arguments with your significant other or your spouse, you bring up every single grievance and issue that you've experienced throughout the course of your relationship. It's it's how come when you read of the passing of someone that you might not even know uh, that your heart is immediately grieved because you begin to to think of the persons that you've lost in your life. It's it's why when you experience rejection and it can be the smallest situation that it feels magnified because you feel the weight of every rejection in your life. It's all about perspective. God is saying to us this morning, in order for us to go forward, we have to change our perspective. We have to adjust our gaze. We can't stay focused on the unforeseen issues or what has happened. We can't get lost in the past, but we have to gain perspective on what we'll be gaining when we go forward. Ah, The widower in our text is in crisis. She is going through her own unforeseen issue. And I'm sure that when the year started for her, that she did not see herself at the end of that year being a widow. She lost her husband, who was the source of her household income. And in the midst of grief and having to figure out how to make ends meet and raise two kids, here come the creditors attempting to collect their debt. And here comes the boss for you asking for more hours. Here comes yet another thing that you have to adjust to in the midst of your own unforeseen issue. And the widow says to Elisha, having nothing, they now come to take her two sons 
as slaves in order that they may pay off the debt that their parents have acquired. Having nothing was her perspective after experiencing a physical loss, a a financial loss, and now the potential loss of her family unit and her security. We can imagine that all these things were good just a while ago, that things were good just a year ago for her. And now she's saying, I have nothing. I've lost it all and have nothing more to give. She was in crisis and her crisis may not be the results of a global pandemic, but it was a crisis nonetheless. And she had to adjust to a a new normal, a new way of life. And in the midst of her crisis, she goes to the prophet Elisha and cries out. Have you ever been so over it and so overwhelmed, so exhausted that all you can do is cry out? So she finds herself before Elisha, sharing with him that these creditors are coming to take her sons. And Elisha's response is, how can I help you? If I can pause but for a moment. We have all experienced what they're calling a communal trauma and the stress of these past 10 to 11 months. And let me just say something as simple as asking, how can I help you can make the difference in helping someone change their perspective about their situation and help them feel that all is not loss. So Elisha says, tell me, what do you have in your house. He says two questions back to back. How can I help you? And what do you have in your house without a response back from the widow? Ah, He says, what do you have in your house? And with our spiritual imagination, I suppose that Elijah paused between the two questions uh, while the widow struggled to find her answer. For some of us, we have been dealing with issue after issue that we can't see when help has come. We've been so focused on the issue and embrace the issues of falling short and being present for so long that we don't embrace assistance when it comes our way. Uh, We let days pass. Those days turn into months and those months turn into years and we're not able to adjust our perspective. And the next thing we know, we're buried under all of it. And the right perspective can make the impossible possible. Her response to Elisha's questions show us that she had not yet gained the right perspective. She was buried under the issue and could not think of a solution. She responds to Elisha, I have nothing. But then she remembers and adds, except a small flask of olive oil. Let me pause here to say that perspective is a funny thing. It can be the difference of a good day or a bad day. It can be the difference between seeing this year as great or being considered the worst year of your life. It's not position, but it is perspective. And sometimes our our perspective can be influenced by the things in which we consume. Our perspective, our emotions, our mood can be influenced by what we watch on television or who we talk to or who we surround ourselves with and it can influence where we focus our energy and our thoughts. You see, as a student at the Baltimore School for the Arts, one of the first terms that we learned as a visual arts student was the term called atmospheric perspective. 
Atmospheric perspective refers to how the atmosphere affects how we see objects and how they recede into the distance. Atmospheric perspective is defined as when an object recedes into the distance relative to the viewer. We see that object with reduced clarity and value and color saturation. It means then that our issue, our crisis, and what it is that we set our gaze upon is impacted by the atmosphere and that the atmosphere determines the clarity, the value and its saturation in our life and how much we absorb into who we are and what we do. The position changes our perspective and it's affected by the atmosphere. It's your position of negativity that allows you to have the perspective of negativity. And God, you're saying I have nothing left. I have nothing to show for this season but exhaustion. I have no reason to go forward. I have no desire left in me to do anything to propel forward. Or is it one of positivity that you can bring yourself to find what you have gained in this season and have found yourself not handicapped or overwhelmed by the stress of the issues that you have faced, but you're at the point in your journey where you can say, God, I am ready to go forward with the right perspective we can see. That we're not where we used to be. Uh, we can see that if he did it before, he can certainly do it again. With the right perspective, we see that we are the head and not the tail. We see that we are still the lender and not the borrower. We see that we're in a season where others are experiencing lack and God has provided for us and he is still our shepherd and we shall not want. We can look back for just a moment and we can see that we are further from our issues than we have ever been before. That issue, that, that crisis now has reduced clarity, value, and saturation. And as we keep pressing forward, our position changes. Our atmospheric perspective changes. And it will be hard to make out the previous issues because our perspective has changed from the issues that are lurking in the distance to the blessings that are lurking before us. And so Elisha says, what do you have in your house? And she says, a small jar of oil. And he says, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Another translation says vessels. Then it says, go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. It sounds like a stay at home order to me. And then he says, while you're in the house with your sons, your your family, pour oil into the jars. And as each one of them are filled, put them to the side. And here's what I want you to do. And here's what I want you to write in your notes this week. We, we saw the widow engage. In declaration. So I want you to go ahead and write down declaration. In order to change perspective, we have to declare our issues out loud. We have to express our concerns. We can't address what we're not ready to admit that we're struggling with. Uh, we can't help. Uh, we can't find help if, in fact, we're keeping the fact that we need help to ourselves. 
the widow engaged in declaration of her crisis to Elisha. She outlined for him what she saw her issue to be. Her husband has died. Her money has dried up and there is nothing left in the house. And now the creditors want to come and get her sons as slaves to work off the debt. And now we can see her in preparation. Go ahead and write preparation down in your notes. She was in preparation for a miracle. She could have easily questioned Elisha and his instructions, but she did what he told her to do, even if she was not sure about it. She took faith steps to prepare for God to provide that blessing. She was an active participant in the miracle that was forthcoming. And listen, we may not know where God is leading us here at St. Luke, uh, but we may be unsure of this, this new way, this, this new vision, but uh, we may not be sure of how he's going to do it. But one thing's for sure that we do know if he's done it before, he will certainly do it again. We've been down this path before. We've had our hopes up before. We found our situ ourselves in situations that have looked familiar before. So we're getting ourselves in this new place of preparation for the miracle that is on the way. I'm going to gain the right perspective and begin to move forward in faith. St. Luke, God is saying, how may I help you? Matter of fact, he's saying what's in your house. God is saying, I know what you don't have, but tell me what you do have. St. Luke, I know what you, what you don't have, but tell me what you do have. What's in the house? You have oil. You have the anointing to produce. You have been gifted. You are blessed beyond measure. You have been blessed to weather storms and weather transition after transition after transition. You have produced preachers and leaders and presiding elders. You have produced thriving ministries and outreach and impact. You have remained steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And God is saying, I can take the little that you do have and make it much. Just bring me the vessel to pour the oil in. You see, scripture tells us that after preparation comes manifestation. So to review for your notes, uh, we've had declaration. And then we had preparation. And now we see manifestation. She left Elisha, gathered the vessels, shut the door behind her and her sons. There she was with her small jar of oil and they kept pouring. And I can imagine the first time that she tipped that jar, there was a bit of skepticism saying in her mind, I'm not sure if this is going to work. I'm not sure if anybody is going to buy the book that I'm ready to author. I'm not sure if I'm not supposed if I'm supposed to be in ministry. I'm not sure if anybody's going to buy my album. I'm not sure if they will ever consider me for the promotion. I'm not sure if I'm ready to take the next step and get more involved. I I'm not sure because I don't have everything together. 
Everything has, has changed. Everything is, is different. I, I can't see my way through in this season. Don't think I'm the right one to lead a new committee. I, I don't think I'm the right one to lead this organization or this new ministry. And with each pour, she gained confidence. And she kept pouring and she kept pouring. And with each pour, she gained a step further from her issues. She kept pouring. And with each pour, the atmosphere changed. Ah, with each pour, her perspective changed. And she kept pouring as they kept bringing vessels. With each vessel, he kept providing. Ah, with each vessel, her faith grew. With each vessel that she placed under the oil, the oil continued to flow. And God is saying, I I know you want to start your own business. Bring me that vessel. I I know you've been uh, wanting to go into the next season better than the last. Bring me that vessel. I I know you want healing in your body. Bring me that vessel. I know you want healing for your family. Bring me that vessel. I know you want to see abundance more than lack. Bring me that vessel. I know you want your family members to be saved. Bring me that vessel. Bring me the vessel and, and watch me manifest provision in that area. With each vessel, the more the oil flowed. Declaration, preparation, and manifestation changed her perspective. So, what's in your house? What do you need to place before the Lord? What what vessels do you really need to bring before the Lord? What, What do you need from God in this season? And watch, he can take nothing and turn this season into a season that surpasses all other seasons. Because after it was all said and done, she started with a flask of oil and had so many vessels that she was not only able to pay off her debtors, but she was able to live off those jars of oil for the rest of her life. So as I close, I I just want to remind you this morning that whatever you're in need of, it's in the house. Uh, we, we, we know we want to see the vision and the mission of this church manifest. And we know it's in the house. Uh, we want to see God use us in the areas of know, sow, grow, and go. And we know that it's in the house. And we know that what's in the house can manifest overflow that one person can become 10 persons, can become a hundred persons. We know that God has vessels that we're going to fill and all that we need is in the house. Are you ready to go forward? Are you ready to change your perspective on what God is going to do with us in this season? I'm so excited for you to join us in moving this vision forward. God is speaking to you this morning. He is asking you to change your gaze. 
He is asking you to look at the things in your life through a lens of positivity and not through a lens of negativity. He is asking you to shift the atmosphere around you in order that he may bless you and continue to grow you in this season. This morning, I want to pray for those of you who who might need a change in your perspective. Come on, if if that's you, you can let us know in the comments or, or keep it to yourself. But listen, the word says declaration It's part of the process. It's part of letting or affirming uh, that that you have to change some perspectives on some things. You've been wrestling with, battling between what has happened and what's right before you. Letting go of what has happened in the past so that you can propel forward. It can be easier said than done. And so this prayer, it's, it's for you to lay those things before the Lord so that God can bless that area and so that you can change your perspective. Let us pray. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you that you have given us this word this morning. God, we thank you that you have called us to change perspective. God, we know that our faith may have been stretched over the last 10 or 11 months, God. God, we know that you have shifted literally everything that we have done in this season. And God has also impacted how we worship. But God, we know that it doesn't matter where we worship, God, because you can meet us right where we are. God, before you, we lay everything that we need to change perspective on. God, we know that there may be issue after issue after this day. We know that there may be storm after storm this day, but change our perspective, oh God, that you allow us to see things through a more clear light, God, and by the power of your Holy Ghost, we're able to be proactive and not reactive. We're we're able to continue to still give from our hearts, oh God, knowing that you are in control. God, we pray these things, it's in your name, in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, the, the second prayer is going to be for those of you who may not have ever confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, or, or perhaps that you have given your life to Christ and you feel like you have strayed away and you wanna rededicate your life to Christ this morning. The Bible says if you just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And so I want you to pray this simple prayer with me. Come on, dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I am sorry. I'm asking you to come into my heart right now. God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus, that he was born, that he died, and that he rose, and that he's coming back again one day. God, I pray that you enter into my heart, create me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. From this moment forward, I'll be able to say that I am saved, I am saved. Without a doubt, I am saved. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation for the very first time or even the second, I ask that you go ahead and email us and let us know that you have given your life to Christ. You can email us at info at stlukegarland.org and we will reach back out to you to affirm your salvation and walk this thing out with you. Church family, I pray this message continues to bless you throughout the week. I pray that you share this worship experience with others. And I pray that you continue to witness and create a, a moment with God right where you are. I pray that you change your perspective this week, that God will allow us to move forward with the vision here at St. Luke. I pray that I see you again next Sunday, 1030 a.m. Central. Be blessed. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.